sorry now that I'm a little late. I apologize that you had to wait. It totally slipped my mind. I lost all my sense of time. So buy me that drink and just let me think, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Alibi the Podcast, an initiative started by Gagasan Mahasiswa Undang Undang Sabah. Done. I'm your host, Joffrey. Joining me today are Dylan, Elaine, Natalyn, and Brenda. Today, we're going to be answering the question, can law school make you depressed? Before that, let's get to know our guest for today, starting with Dylan. Tell us one fact about yourself that no one knows. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Dylan Dumpangong and I am 23 years old, currently a bar LLM student at North Tambra University. As for the fact, mm, I guess you could say I'm a big fan of Kanlomian. I love to eat Kanlomian any time of the day and I, I think I can eat that for breakfast anytime. Ooh, yeah, I, I that's what my fact. <laughs> I love Kalaman too, man. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next guest, Elaine. Okay, hi guys, I'm Elaine. I'm currently studying uh, the University of London program at BAC, and I'm going into my final year this coming September. So one fact about myself that no one knows is I wouldn't say I'm afraid of the dark, but I'm someone who is comfortable with sleeping with lights on. Like I can sleep with the lights fully on and i actually did for a really long period of time what about you so i'm natalyn people people that i know call me nat i'm actually in the same uh same bar course as dylan and we're both from the thumbnail hey. yay <laughs> um a fun fact i would say that most of the time people know me uh, for just lazing around doing nothing, and I can do that for um for hours. I think one thing is I really love to collect soap, like any sort of bar soaps. I think uh, any unusual looking soaps, I just I just I just love them so much. I am obsessed. I have like a collection. I I think for wow. now I have about wow. like twenty soaps. Mm, I'm yeah. sure you smell nice all the time. <laughs> do you use these like soap bars? Oh no, yeah, yeah, poor. Purely just for me to look at them. I just love looking at them. Okay. So you don't yeah. use them like... when you shower? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I don't think these are the kind where you can actually use in the shower. So it's more just for for keepsake. <laughs> well, moving on to our next guest, Brenda. What about you? Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Brenda, and I'm currently in my third year my final year in Taylor's University. Actually, I have several interesting facts about myself, but if I were to pick one, which is probably something that nobody really knows, not even my friends, I think it would be musical theater. I'm actually into musical theater. And ever since I was young, I was in a few, in a few school plays, I can say. A few school plays, wow. musicals, yeah. And then uh, when I was in Form 4, I was also in a musical. That was like my last. That's very, very cool. 
and wow, Brenda. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. So yeah. honored to yeah. It was something that I really love to do, yeah, on stage. Wow, that, that sounds fun. Right, so uh, with that being said, I guess that just leaves me. So, uh, okay, guys, I am Joffrey. I am a second year student currently studying uh, my law LLB at Help University. And um, one random fact about me is, uh, I think some of you guys know this, I'm a big comic book buff. I love all things about comics, uh, Marvel, DC, any any kind of comics. I am a huge buff for that. So I think that's it with the ice breaking. Time to dive right into the main topic for today. So depression. It's a topic that is often overlooked in most conservative Asian households as just like a feeling of being sad. The textbook definition for depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. Although it is true depression causes feelings of sadness and a loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed, it can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and decrease your ability to function at work and at home. Personally, I have had encounters with depression throughout my life every now and then, especially this year with the pandemic, my studies, loss of loved ones, broken relationships, and lack of social interaction. The shadow of depression was beginning to just eat me up. Fortunately enough, my family was more progressive than most conservative Asian households by being very understanding and they knew the importance of maintaining good mental health. That being said, going back to the conservative treatment of most Asian households, have you guys ever experienced anyone belittling your mental health problems in be it your households or even by your friends? Because I know for a fact that I have had people telling me that, oh, kids in Africa are starving to death and you're here worrying about being sad or just or just saying like, just be happy. Have you guys ever experienced yeah. any form of that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, Dylan, do you have? Yeah, I mean, definitely. And especially like in, in an Asian household, like I have loads of um, family members and friends who belittle uh, this mental health and depression in general. I think uh, an example would be like, you know, you're saying like, I'm really stressed for an exam or, or, you know, I, I don't really feel good today. And, and, you know, their response would be something like, ah, nothing like that. You know, just get over it, like, you know, be a man. And, and that toxic masculinity as well, you know, that comes into play. But yeah, there's a lot of stigma surrounding mental health being, uh, mental health and depression being something like just equivalent to being sad or like being a momentarily angry. And I think a lot of, you know, Asian households and I mean, people here in general don't understand the actual implications of, you know, these things. Yeah, I just to add on to that, like being a man and having people say that those kind of things, right? I have experienced that too, in a sense, like, um, yeah. I... Like, okay, I'm just going to be personal and just say that uh, 
ending mm. at, at the end of my past relationship, I kind of reached out to a few aunties lah, telling them about it, um, telling that I'm feeling sad and all that. And what they said to me was like, "Oh, you can feel sad now, but you have to move on soon because you're a man. You're not supposed to talk about feelings in general." Yeah, right? yeah that's really that's really bad. Like you know, toxic masculinity and you know. Just thought. Yeah, that's that's really uh that's really sad. I feel that if I feel that we should do away with that with that kind of mindset. It's, yeah, for sure. It's difficult, you know. Even even now in in this climate, even though we've progressed so far as a society, that we still have pretty archaic mindsets on what the roles of women and men are supposed to be. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're all humans. There's nothing wrong with just feeling, you know. Their emotions, they're all natural, and yeah, it's all normal. But have you experienced that personally, Elaine? Mm, for me, yeah, I've definitely seen a negative stigma like tied to mental health issues when it comes to my own family and friends, lah. So almost the same case uh, as Dylan's. And yeah, you know, you always hear the typical comments such as "someone else has it worse" or "your problems aren't even that bad." And these are not helpful at all. And they can actually be very hurtful when you reach out to someone you trust, and this is the feedback that you get. And I know some people even call them weak, which I don't agree at all because, like I said, they're just emotions. Feeling ever because you know you built up. So much pain to like voice out, but you know, in return, you get like them striking it down. I, I feel like that's really unfair. So, um, what about uh, Natalie? Uh, Have you experienced this? Personally, can't say that I myself have experienced it, but I, I, I'm not gonna go out here and self-diagnose. I, I may it might not be depression. Probably like mild episodes of you know downturns when you just feel really low, and um, I can say that sometimes I'm feeling low because of law school. And it's just that the the pressure, like like Dylan and Elaine said about how we put this outward. Uh, how do I say this? Like this this outward thing where we have to look perfect or okay and sometimes i find it really hard when people know me as the the jovial happy person to have them doubt why i'm so sad i don't know yeah so that's but fortunately uh for me i've had my my both of my parents are really understanding um they've even said so far as to uh to tell me that if anything were were to be Go, like if anything was going on in my life that I could definitely seek help and we they you know I could go see a psychiatrist or anyone for it and I think that everyone I hope that everyone can have the opportunity to at least see someone to talk about what their feelings are because you know it, it's validated their feelings yeah. yeah for sure I feel like uh, we're very fortunate to have Parents that are like progressive thinking oh, thinkers, they, yeah. you know, they're they're accepting to these kind of things. But most, unfortunately, most conservative, most Asian households are conservative, and they don't really like. For them, depression is just another form of saying you're sad. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a phase, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That really has to, you know, 
That's and yeah, I feel like it's heightened, especially during the lockdown. You know, yeah. we're all cooped up at home. Some of us are exposed to like toxic environments, maybe. So, you know, yeah. those definitely doesn't help. Yeah, it's it's true. Like when when you're in university, like when you're living alone, like you can actually go out to friends who are there with you, your housemates or whoever. And I think you know they're in our age group, so like they'd be more understanding. But when people are stuck now, I mean, just in my opinion, like especially with like uh, in an Asian uh, conservative household, you do feel more you know, pressurized in a container, that that kind of feeling, like, you know, you can't even vent out unless you contact somebody else. But even then, it's not a face-to-face thing. Do you guys think as well that people are not ignorant about it, but more so they're somehow in denial? I'm not yeah. so sure. Yeah. Like, in denial. Yeah, definitely. People need, people need help, regardless of what kind of person you are. Um, what about Brenda? Do you have anything to add on to this? Yeah, uh, personally, when I was younger, I was quite a troubled teenager growing up as well. Like, on the outside, I would always appear to be smiling, uh, to be happy, so that, so that no one around me would be very worried. But then, whenever I come home from school, or just generally whenever I'm at home, I would always kind of like uh, be frustrated with myself, just be very, very frustrated, be on edge a lot of the time. And then sometimes when, sometimes when I try to tell my parents about my personal problems, they would also dismiss these concerns. So I resonate with the view that uh, most conservative Asian households, they, they kind of just dismiss uh, the issue of depression like that. Like they'll usually say things like, oh yeah, other people, have it worse than you so your problems are not too big of a deal you just have to move on you can't stay like that forever or they will also say things like don't get so easily affected by what others think or say about you because it's not that hard to ignore it but then for us uh, of course i can say that i can say that for all of us young people that that's not really true i mean you know like even though even though we're all young that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that we have it all to that we have our mm. own we have our yeah. own problems and issues and sometimes I think I think most of the older generations they tend to think that because because we have it we have everything you know compared to them back then when they didn't yeah. really grow up with everything but we have it also they think that we should not feel sad we should not even feel down we should not even have negative feelings about anything when when that yeah. is so far from the truth you know exactly i i can resonate with that yeah i, I think, think that's true as well because like you know with what brenda said like uh, a lot of uh, older people like they say oh, our feelings are i shouldn't be validated because we live an easier life but i feel like in this generation we have a totally different set of problems in itself like especially mm-hmm. i mean example for example like the pandemic like you know this is like a completely different ballpark like there's so many problems in like studying and and like just living day-to-day life i feel like you know we can't compare other problems with the problems of today because you know in regardless of that they're both problems you know true true yeah like um okay for example like with me second second year law student i haven't i haven't even 
I've, I have never set foot on my university yeah, before. Well, I basically uh, have like a zero. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, serious. Oh, dead serious. And how do you so, feel like, about that? I think like basically yeah. the studies are okay. It's easier because it's online. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the exams are easier. But my social life is basically, you know, down the drain. Uh, and yeah, yeah mm. I, I think for me, I can cope because I have friends here. But thinking, thinking of the people that, you know, their friends are away and they have zero social life right now and they have to stay at home. And that's, that's pretty, that, that can lead up to depression, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, sometimes even when we have like technology to communicate with our friends, I kind of miss the intimacy you have, you know, like that warmth. Or, or when, yeah. you, when you see your friends at the cafeteria in university, I'm, I'm so sad that some people may not even have the chance to ever uh, like, have, yeah. that, have yeah. that feeling because stuck in the pandemic. Yeah, I guess, I guess like with the uncertainty uncertainty and all yeah we just have to embrace it in a way yeah, yeah. the new norm okay, so i was reading an article by will paisley a graduate from uc hastings college of law california about resisting adverse psychological effects of law school and it states that lawyers are among the most depressed and distressed professionals like i quote the law school environment trains students to maintain lives that promote depression and anxiety. With like, uh, in Stemming's The Tide of Law Student Depression, Todd and Elizabeth Peterson explained why law students are excessively anxious, stressed, and depressed, stating that 44% of law students have clinically elevated levels of distress. Levels of mm-hmm. substance abuse among law students tend to be significantly higher than the general population. Now, this pattern continues past graduation, with 70% of lawyers developing alcohol problems at some point of, in their lifetimes. So, the billion dollar question here is Do you think law school is depressing? Dylan, what are your thoughts on this? Wow, <laughs> that's a very big and bold statement, but uh, I do think with any course, uh, there's an element of depression. But okay, let's talk back to um, law law school so i can talk about my own experience like um especially like me me and natalin we went through the bar course and i do feel like i faced a lot of depression um and anxiety like those levels really showed up like during this whole course like for example like um you know we have advocacy classes uh during our bar course and I, i get so nervous and i get like sweaty palms and i really get agitated before and it affects like how i work like day to day like i i can imagine like going downstairs to get like food and stuff like that and i'd feel like really off like i'm not even there and i feel like i'm stuck um thinking about that advocacy session that will come and i keep on thinking about that you know and and like it just keeps me really suppressed from everything else yeah, that's that's one of the examples I feel like, you know, with law school being depressing for me. What do you think, you know, students can do to overcome that kind of depression that you're facing? 
I think definitely to take time off. Like, I know it's easier said than done. Like, you know, you, you take time off. But if you actually really learn to take time off, as in completely shut yourself from law school, just like play games or or go do sports or like, you know, eat your favorite food. Like, I feel like those things can get you temporarily off. But in terms of actually actual depression, you know, depression isn't a temporary feeling. Like, you know, that's sadness. But with depression, it's something you have to treat. I feel like going to friends or an actual psychiatrist, I think those things will really help you. Okay, so um, Elaine, do you think law school makes you depressed? So, well... Okay, I would phrase the question as, is law school depressing for me? Short answer, it can be, but not necessarily at the same time. And yeah, like Dylan said, I feel like it's the same with any other degrees. So there's always like a constant pressure, you know, to perform well academically. At the same time, you're kind of expected to be active in other activities such as, okay, since we're talking about law school, right? So activities such as mooting or debating or other societies that could potentially help you in your future law career. And honestly, like all of this just sounds like a recipe for like a really big, great big burnout. Because, and like on top of that pressure, right? You know, there's also pressure from your family and friends. And everyone's like, oh, you know, my son, my daughter, my niece, my nephew, my grandson is a lawyer. Yeah. And everyone's like, and I'm oh, just yeah. like, whoa, chill. I, I'm still doing my degree. I don't know anything. I can do I know, research right? and write essays. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, so. They're always asking for free law exactly. advice. Yeah. Exactly. Can you bail my friend out of jail? Yeah. you are. <laughs> like, the thing is, I can put yeah. you in jail. I can't get you out, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like obviously there's also the assignments the exams the deadlines to keep up with which yeah can be stressful and it's um quite a huge contribution you know to depression for for my personal experience in i would say online law school it hasn't been the best either because i'm someone who tries off um, academic validation which please don't do that it's not worth it so <laughs> It does take a huge mental toll on me because the academic stress really gets to me very easily. And yeah, especially now we're all also cooked up at home and we can't have like a normal university life to balance that out. So yeah, it gets quite rough because yeah, I don't deal well with exam stress. What about you, Natalyn? What, what do you think? I would say like everything Elaine said just now, um, I totally agree, and that's basically where my point, my points about how why law school is depressing. Um, to me, to me anyway, it's yeah, it's the pressure as well to ha- to complete law school. You know, have you guys ever had that sort of thing where people say, "Wow, law school!" It's it's a good thing really that you're in law school. You know, trying to trying to become a lawyer and whatnot, getting your law degree. But I sometimes I feel like just that alone puts pressure on students. Yeah. Um, we have this pressure where we have to be, you know, we have to come out with our first class degree, second class degrees. And then like Elaine said, on top of that, we have to make sure 
you know, maybe we're compelled to go for mooting, debating, uh, volunteer work. There are so many things. And I don't know if just one student alone, just that simple person can get a hang of it. There's so many things you have to do in order to become an outstanding student. You know, there's this, there's this pressure to be better than everyone else. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it, to, it, that, there's just that pressure. And I feel like with that pressure comes your declining self-esteem as well. You're basically comparing yourself to everyone around you. Yeah. And yeah. It's, just, it's just really hard, even, even for me. I, I may as well tell everyone that, oh, no, I don't feel anything. Oh, you know, I just passed my exams or whatever. But inside, I'm dying. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, what if I don't pass? Oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And all these sort of things are a factor to how it can potentially um, decline your mental health. Well, to me, anyway. Yeah. Mm. I, okay, I really so- agree with that. Like, you know, you know how, how many people here started off the first year super pumped like okay i'm gonna go through this i'm gonna get first class and stuff and by your second and third year you feel like okay i just want to pass like how many of you guys feel that way yeah for sure it was was yeah yeah, definitely i'm just gonna be dead honest that was me (laughs) during my first (laughs) semester yeah that's me right now (laughs) i feel like that is a product of being depressed and all those suppressed feelings like you know you can't your body can't take it anymore so like yeah. you don't feel motivated and yeah depression is lack of motivation as well you know yeah true i just feel like i don't know in most universities so far in malaysia when i was in um I, when i did my uh, ukt in bac mm-hmm. students we don't really have that sort of community where we can voice out these um these issues that we were having like um yeah that's true I can only say this as a student from BAC, but I wish there was more to support uh, students, you know, when they're yeah. going through this kind and they're struggling to keep up with their work. I wish there was more outlets available for us. Yeah, that's true. I think Taylor has like, uh, Taylor's, one of my friends who, are, who is studying law in Taylor's, they have like student counselors for these kind of things. When they're feeling depressed, oh, yeah. they're going yes. to... They oh, that's to... good. Yes. That's very good. Center. I find that uh, super yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that's very like... helpful. That's cool. Yeah. It's like that PRS post. Like, do you guys have Pimbimbing Rakan Sabaya in your high school last time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we Wait. have it? I guess I'll be one of them. I... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I can't say for sure that I actually went to, uh, you know, someone in PRS to talk about issues. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's but again, there. again, that comes to the actual, like, problem here. It's like, no matter what, like, we have these things in place, but the stigma that arises, especially in this conservative Asian, like, environment, like, it, it makes us not want to go there because we don't want to be stigmatized. We don't want to have people thinking, like, Oh, that guy has problems, you know. I feel like that's prevalent in in the Asian community. Yeah, every anything really, anything that makes you feel 
gloomy or down or when you're having something, it's just really best to talk it out with someone. At, at least if you yourself don't know what's best for you to, you know, to help yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have to be from Taylor's to call the student <laughs> counselor? <laughs> well, yeah, you do. It's free, right? <laughs> Delay. I wish I was from It's Taylor's. included in a fee. <laughs> you know, like, are you from Taylor's? You can always give them a call and say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm from another university, yeah. but I would just like to talk about a problem that I have, you know? Brenda, do you think law school is depressing? Well, in my opinion, I do agree with what everyone has said. It can, it can be depressing, but personally for me, uh, even though it has been tough and there were really anxious and exhausting moments here and there, you know, with the endless lectures, assignments and tutorials that we have to endure each semester. Personally, for me, it was very rewarding. I actually enjoyed the journey. And uh, yeah, even though I found it tough, I tried not to let my spirit die so quickly, you know, like when I feel burnt out, I would just uh, de-stress, I would just take breaks, I would just recharge, and then I would just talk with my friends over how we're always dying each semester, but then we will resurrect every time. Uh, yeah, I would always do that. So, yeah, just, just to de-stress, you know, like, that. that's how I take breaks. Or sometimes I would just sleep, or I would just walk around, or listen to music. Because I think before I entered law school, uh, throughout my high school life, I was always that kind of person who would go hard at studying. I, I will always do my best in exams and assessments. And then once I start studying, I don't stop. But to the point where sometimes when my family members ask me, oh, it's time for dinner, it's time for lunch, I'll say, oh, uh, but, but I'm studying now, you know, please, please don't disturb me. Like, I don't really stop. But then that kind of mindset has changed after I entered law school. Like when I feel really, really burnt out, when I feel that I couldn't uh, take it anymore, I would just de-stress. I'll just really take that step to step back. Mm-hmm. A good balance, actually. I think that really helps. So the final verdict? Yes, we do think law school is depressing. <laughs> there, you guys have stated, stated the ways to overcome this kind of depression, right? Do you guys have anything to add on? Um... Take your breaks always. You can study, but you know, make sure to treat yourself a little. Like uh, you know, after every every exam or a deadline, once you're done with it, you know, treat yourself. Go to that cinema. Get that dessert you wanted so bad. You know. Yeah. Make sure to do all deserve those it. things. Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, and like to add on to that, like I feel like you know, one thing that the one thing that has kept me going is is this fact, like you know. I'm in my bar course now and and like you know I went through uh, the law degree and we all went through high school college a levels or whatever right I mean there was a point of time you know we thought those things were impossible like there was a point of time during SPM or PMR or or way before like you're thinking how do I get through this like I can never get through this but you did like you know you always end up going through it and you know it's no different now you know you are stronger than you think you are so that's one thing I'd, I'd like to impart. Yeah. Depression in terms of law school, right? It can also stem from career mismatch. 
Like, yeah, yeah cool. definitely. Oh, yeah. From high school, you can just think like, okay, I, I, I want to be a lawyer, right? Because you, maybe at that time, some people, not everyone, they, they think like, oh, they don't have this ambition. They don't have this ideal job they want to be. But like with the pressure of coming from Asian households, they always want you to do the big three, like doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Lawyer, engineer, yes. <laughs> the big three. Always Professionals. Yes. So like, I think... In a sense, you can kind of have this career mismatch and it mm. can cause you to mm. feel depressed doing something that you don't like every day, studying something yeah. you don't like every day. Yeah. Mm. It's like law, law is such a broad course. Like a lot of people take it not to become lawyers. Like a lot of them actually do because it's a broad course. So like I can understand why a lot of people would feel, you know, unmotivated. Not to like shove toxic positivity <laughs> down anyone's throat because yeah, that doesn't help either. But it is true, like like you guys have mentioned, yeah, you know, sometimes you really have to take time for yourself. And also, you know, sometimes you, you can try to see things differently and change your mindset. Yeah, and just, you know, have a different outlook on things. And yeah. well, <laughs> like Geoffrey mentioned in the beginning, um, like lawyers develop alcohol problems right at some point so guys it's just the beginning but okay uh, on a more serious note yeah it's i guess it's really important to remember like you know everyone's pace is different you can always slow down and take a break anytime you feel like it because any progress however small is still progress you know you're still moving forward so it's okay yeah to take any breaks anytime you need them it's it's all right to feel down as well, you know, like yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a, an ongoing process. You have, I mean, right now we have the time. Yeah, feel free to agree with me on this, but has anyone experienced burnout over the past, maybe even this year, during our degrees and doing yes. our bar courses? Yes. 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 Everyone. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like in high school, yeah. studying for SPM, you're you're like, okay, you don't even know what burnout is until you really like get into your degree. Even like yeah. going through the first year, I've experienced oh, burnout yeah. already. Get, trying to get your degree or being in university itself, you're in such a, a brand new environment, new people. Uh everything is new. I think I I, it was such a shock when I came out. You know that you know the SP like most of us I think did our SPM. The SPM felt I don't know. I think I had a culture shock when I took my A levels for the first time. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh! Same yes. Right same here. Like yeah. yeah. Wow. I I I I I will even say that I think I almost failed the uh my law exam for sure i think contract law was just not it we do not go together oh yeah <laughs> i i do not really like contract law too wow. i don't i don't fancy it it's land and property law for me <laughs> for sure contract we <laughs> <laughs> not the burnout is real but sometimes it's not just your studies i would say that even socializing when you're in university i um i don't know you know being in moods I moving or any sort of society can burn you out as well. I don't know. Uh, if I don't know if you guys have that sort of burnout as well, though. You know, like trying to keep up with your studies and then alongside with trying to maintain all these new relationships you have. Yeah, maintain that social life and all. It's quite yeah. hard, you know. 
Social burnouts are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Do away with two weeks with not talking to anybody just because I I need my shutdown. <laughs> with the lockdown and everything, I think most of us are pretty recharged right now. Yeah, <laughs> social sure. I feel like when we get out, like it's gonna be a different problem in itself. Like, you know, like now Maybe talking to, to somebody. Like, really... Readjust ourselves again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like waking up like, oh, how do I live in this new world? Yeah. <laughs> how do I say hello to that guy? Yeah. Yeah. I can't see his mom anymore. With, with the mama guy, you know. Like on a lighter note, I would guess that most of us, most of the people in this generation would really like at least we understand the concept of burnouts and we also know the concept of, you know, self-love. And I think that's a perk coming from like this pandemic and all that. Yeah. yeah. You know? I can say yeah. that mm-hmm. I've been so fortunate, you know, that, that my parents exact, like are kind of like financially stable for me to actually kind of enjoy my pandemic in a way. I've got like mm-hmm. a, you, you, I don't know if you guys get what I mean. That yeah. I can do my work with a roof under my head with the AC yeah, totally. without yeah. having to worry about anything else. Yeah. And mm. there are people who are like, you know, literally struggling. And, you know, it's it's hard not to feel like, okay, it, when I feel sad, it's hard to not like think about, oh, but some people have it worse. Okay, so uh, now to one of our special segments. Trivia. <laughs> Okay. I'll be asking questions regarding the topic discussed on this episode. Ooh. There'll be a special Ooh. gift given to the winner yeah. at the end. A gift? Wow. <laughs> Is it That's a comic a special, book? I can't really tell you guys. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so the first okay. complete the sentence. Most Asian households are... Conservative. Conservative. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I heard Dylan first. Yay. Oh, Dylan's man. in the lead. It's okay. okay. So, uh, next question. Kids in are starving to death, and you're Africa. here worrying about oh. being sad. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> that's so stereotyped. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that was that Elaine? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, She's okay. Third question. <laughs> third question. What university has student counselors? (laughs) 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 Who said that first? That was me, Brenda. Brenda, all right. Uh, Okay, it's okay. You guys are pretty evenly matched here. (laughs) There are two more questions. The fourth question. 70% 70% of lawyers develop what problems at the sa- some point of their alcoholic, lifetime? Alcoholic problems. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's in the lead. I can okay, relate. The last and final <laughs> question. What was my random fact? Comic books. You like comic books? <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Alright, so, okay. So, the winners are Dylan and Elaine. Woo! Yay! Yay! You guys won. We get a special gift for this trivia segment is bragging rights. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to get a comic book. 
Well, bragging, bragging rights on the first episode of Alibi, the podcast, is, you know, it's worth something. Okay, okay so uh, moving on to another segment, which is one of my personal favorites. On this segment of Alibi Suggests, we're going to be suggesting our favorite food spots in Sabah and what they're known for, as well as some movies to keep us entertained during this pandemic. So, Dylan, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, let me think. Food spots, huh? Um, there's this place in, uh, I think, Market 88. I, I like to go there because, you know, fun fact, I love Kanomen and, you know, I think I said that already. <laughs> but I love Sandakan, uh, like the, the Sandakan one. And there, there's the Sandakan Kopitiam in Market 88. Like, really nice place. Like, they have good Kanomi. And um, I also really like to go to the B-side, you know, like, I feel like it's a nice place to chill. I mean, I really miss that place. I would go there to study sometimes and before the pandemic. But yeah, those two are really good. I personally love their yeah. soft shell pasta. Yeah, soft yeah. shell yeah. crab pasta. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, I really miss... Oh, uh, now it's just home food and stuff. But yeah, those places are really good. <clears throat> okay, so movie. What What is the movie that, of your suggestion? This is hard, you know. I'm I'm a big movie buff, but I would say like, you know, that that one movie that stuck with me is definitely Interstellar. Like, stay, Interstellar, Mer. such a such a nice movie, and and like, me leave, I mean, Mer. you you guys know Interstellar, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. Like, wow, that ending and stuff. Anything Christopher Nolan is it for me, lah. And also Marvel movies. You know, Joff, me and you, we were talking. About Marvel movies, I really like Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I think, yeah, that that's a really nice movie as well. Those two movies from me. All thing, all, all movies from Marvel, I feel, are pretty nice movies. And yeah, yeah everyone sure. should watch. You know, Marvel movies. Get your comics from me. <laughs> all right, <laughs> promo here. So, moving on to uh, Elaine, what are your suggestions? Okay. Um. <laughs> for favorite food spots, like the first place I usually think of is that one place in Tanjung Aru. Do you know Wajuan? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love yes, their Konami so much. <laughs> oh, I yeah, love that place so much. Yeah. Like, oh, they have nice fried chicken as well. My, like my friends and I, yes. we love to go there to eat breakfast together. You know, those yeah. sorts of good times. Yeah, so <laughs> I always crave their doodles. <sighs> It's like, wow. yeah, guilty pleasure. You know, as a, as a Lasallian, like, you know, me and Joe, like, that place is the OG place for Lasallians to, like, go out to eat in Tanjung Aru. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay, so what about movies, Elaine? What movie uh, do you suggest? Movie? Um, well... Okay. I'm not the kind to... You know, rewatch movies a lot, but one movie that I've rewatched many times and I really, really like is Inception. I also, uh, I also really like yeah Christopher Nolan movies and yeah this is one movie that I rewatched multiple times and I can never get tired of it. So yeah, uh, I would highly recommend. Copy. Not copy. <laughs> I, I think it's the Inception. The Inception was inspired by Paprika. What? A paprika, oh. it's a movie. It's like an. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like 
I was suddenly thinking of that, like this small tub yeah. like, of paprika. Like, wow. From a paprika to inception, like wow. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, so Natalie, what about you? Uh, for me, it's actually needle square. Uh, I think I've said this before, but I really like the stall that sells seafood. Uh, yeah, but oh, I really yeah. miss needle square. Either that, or um, I really miss Bakute having to sit in the shop. Do you guys know that shop Oof. downtown in KK? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ate, I ate there like every weekend at work. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. I, loves yeah. I can't remember the name. But uh, this bakute store specifically, I really love to go there and have their bakute. I wish I could again, like not just um tapau their bakute, but actually eat there. Yeah. There's like two there, right? Like I think. Uh, yes, it's always been like it has. There's always some sort of rivalry. My best friend yeah. likes the one on the right. I like the one on the left. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know that the, mine is the one next to some hotel. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, like, it's... Having Bakute in GK is, like, it's really... It's it's a whole package. It's not just the Bakute. It's also, like, the atmosphere, the smell. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, the... You know. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's the yelling in the restaurant that makes it so yeah. nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the... Oh, oh, oh yes. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, I go all out on the garlic, man. Oh, oh, the, garlic. <laughs> the garlic and the sauce. Yes. Oh, okay. Mo- movie. I'd say I really love period dramas. So um, mm. I think I, I yeah. like watching Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I could okay. watch it. And oh, it's the best. Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. The best yeah. I, I could watch it like um every time I'm down, I watch it. Every time I'm crying for no reason, I go back to Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but I think the one you guys like everyone should watch is um those who haven't is the Godfather trilogy. Oh, love the Godfather. Oh, so good. I really like the second one. Yeah. Oh my god. When you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but oh, but no, you know what? I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm not going to spoil it. But <laughs> it's, it's just really good. Yeah, they have so a really the, nice theme song. What? I can't remember. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. So Pride and Prejudice and the Godfather trilogy. <laughs> Very different <laughs> from each other. <laughs> okay, moving on to Brenda. What are your suggestions? Okay, so I have several food spots actually. So the first one is the Sangyuk Mian shop in Damai. And then the second one is Yifung Laksa. The third one is the Bakute shop in downtown KK, like what Natalie yeah. said. And then the the other yeah. one is the New Chap dish in Apiwan. And then oh, the last okay. yeah. And then the last one is this one corner spot in Fosang area. I can't remember the name. Oh, but is it the one with the porridge? Eat there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The bubur one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really Over nice. There. Yeah, yeah, that one spot in Fosang area. That that one's the best lah. I always go there frequently to eat dinner if I do eat out. Oh. Yeah, okay. so these food spots are like some of my favorites. Okay, so what about movies? Okay, for movies, mm, uh, I would mm. recommend Studio Ghibli. Yeah. 
any studio Ghibli yes. movie is the best. Yes, yes, yes. We can agree. Yeah. That. Rewatch it all over and over. It doesn't. You won't get tired of it. And then oh, really? the other one would be. Uh, okay, yeah. Actually, I recently found out this movie that's based on an anime manga. I don't know if any of you know it, but it's called Ruroni Kenshin. Samurai okay. X, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. well, my mom watches that, movies. by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I went downstairs, I was like, wait, what are you watching, Ruroni Kenshi? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, like, they have the live action movies up on Netflix, that you can watch it on mm. Netflix already, yeah. Okay, so, um, uh, I have suggestions, so, um, regarding the food, I don't know if you guys have tried, but there's this new restaurant in... It's near Taman Dixon. It's called Lok Tien. I think it's pretty good. They have like dim sum and they have like uh, yeah. I think everything there is really not bad. I personally go for like the fried rice and anything dim sum there. So for movie recommendations, I would suggest. I don't know if you guys watch the movie Submarine. Yeah. It's like so a coming of age so movie. Yeah, it, sounds familiar. It's on YouTube. You guys can watch it on YouTube. The full movie is on YouTube. I don't know why, but it was released in 2010. It's really about oh, uh, adolescence and coming to age. And I love the soundtrack there. So you guys can, you know, just search Submarine 2020, uh, 2010 on YouTube and you guys will find it. Okay, so, uh, well, that's all the time we have, folks. Thank you for listening to Alibi, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed our very first episode and we look forward to talking about more relatable Sabahan law student topics. I'm your host, Joffrey. Special thanks to our guests on this episode. (laughs) Subscribe to us to stay updated on all our latest content. See you in the next episode. Peace. I apologize that you had to wait It totally slipped my mind I lost all my sense of time So buy me that drink and just let me think And I'll tell you the reasons why